back to Draco's Den, and today we have hmm, an inspired topic, and I still am debating, even as I'm recording, on whether this would be considered Fuckboy Chronicles, or, you know what, at this point, let's just call it story time. So, I have interesting things go on in my life, and sometimes things come out of the woodworks that just surprise the fuck out of me and i feel the need to talk about it so let's talk about it and let's and i'm going to bring up the fact that this is evolving some fuckboy shit so you can consider this fuckboy chronicles let's call it fuckboy chronicles story time okay and it's just me today because i record you know when the mood suits me so i'm going to cover a couple of different things today and we're going to see how long this one goes. So, first off, a fuckboy has returned after two and a half years being out of my life has popped back up. Now, thankfully, he can't pop the fuck up physically because he doesn't. He did not, prior to contacting me again, know where the fuck I am. But let's go ahead and outline the fuckery. So, if you've been listening for a while, I believe I previously discussed my former house guest, Ricky, Rico, whatever the fuck I call him. Either one fits. So, if you don't remember, I will refresh your memory. This is someone that I met back in 2016. Um, and... We seem to connect really well. Now, let's be clear on a couple of things if you're unfamiliar with how he and I dealt with each other. Upon his initial approach to me, to be quite perfectly honest, and I'm always honest with, you know, how I evaluate myself and everything, this motherfucker was too pretty to be talking to me. Um, And he approached me. I don't approach anyone All these apps or whatever that I'm on, you know, whether it's, I'm no longer on Grindr, but Jack, Grindr, A for A, uh, Facebook dating, whatever the fuck, I don't approach anybody. I don't make the first move. It's just not my thing. I might look at their page, but that's the closest y'all are going to get to me making the first move. I didn't even look at his page. He looked at me. So he approached me. All right, so I'm automatically suspicious because I'm like, why is this pretty motherfucker approaching me? Either he's a whore, and yes, I know I said that funny, but this is how I say it. So either he's a whore or he wants something out of me. What what, what the fuck is it? Because he's not approaching me because he's genuinely interested. Okay, so the interesting part with him is that we were able to have conversations and he could remember shit that I say. So I'm like, okay, but what the fuck do you want? We waited, you know, we talked back and forth, you know, at the time when I met him, when throw this out here, the fuckboy tendencies weren't immediately there, other than the fact that he was exceptionally fucking pretty, and I really don't get pretty boys come at me very often, and in case you're listening and you feel like I'm talking out of myself, look here, let's be real, I'm not, I'm never gonna say I'm ugly, because I'm not, I put on a little bit of weight in, in the past few years, but I'm not ugly, however, I just kind of have an understanding of myself. I am attractive enough where there will always be someone interested in me, but I'm not pretty. No one looks at me and says, oh, you're pretty. It's you're handsome, you're cute. If you say I'm sexy, I tend to think you're lying. I think I'm like, okay, you're overdoing it at this point. 
So when pretty boys approach me, even though this has happened to me a lot more than I originally would think of, I don't trust them. Like, what are you after? And at best, it's like, okay, well, maybe it's just somebody that I can smash real quick. Well, this motherfucker wasn't on that one. So he, w- he was like, I just want to be friends and get to know you. Okay, that's different. I'm not going to go into the whole sordid tale, but slowly, but sh- it took a while for the real fuckboy tendencies to truly come out. So when we hung out the very first time, it was a weird thing. Like, he has a temper problem, which I didn't discover until he ended up as my house guest. Is because he is an actual fucking alcoholic. And I'm reasonably certain he's not going to listen to this. And if he does, fuck him. I don't care. Um, but the first meeting, a little weird. First in-person meeting, a little bit weird. Like, we had been talking for weeks before we finally got time to hang out because I worked. Didn't have my kids yet, but I did work, and I was working on the kid situation. So, and he was working at that point, supposedly. You know, we would talk at, you know, all throughout the day. We'd text all throughout the day. We could talk on the phone. It was cool. Very good at conversation. He's not bad when it comes to holding a conversation when he's sober. The problem is when he's drunk. So we hang out the first time. He wants to drink. Blah. blah, blah. He, when I got there, he was already drunk, and I didn't realize it. Um, and then when we got back to my house, you know, he's drinking more which would be fine, but then it was Mother's Day weekend. I didn't know. We hadn't got to the point of establishing, you know, who in each other's family was still alive and who was dead, so I didn't realize his mom had passed. He kind of broke down on me, and then, you know, shit happens, whatever, fine. Uh, you know, there's some messing around there. There's a cuddling session the next day, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Months go down, like, we're supposedly just friends. However, you know, we seem to be getting closer, and he seems to be, you know, a little bit moving in a certain direction, or at least that's what I thought. Then it comes down to, we have to have a talk. And he's like, I think we should just remain friends. Cool, fine, dandy, I'm going to put you in the friend zone. However, he immediately caught on to the fact that I am the friend that fixes things. So, in his, and let me also say, he's a hoe. Now, I did not say he's a whore, because what I define as a whore is someone that is getting paid for it, okay? So, when I'm using the whore term, that's what I'm referring to, the ones that get paid for the shit. He's a hoe. He just fucks because that's what he felt like doing, which is fine. Let your whole flag fly all you want to. And he's single. I'm single. I don't give a fuck what he's doing. Until I get a call. At 2 o'clock in the morning. Because one of his hoes is threatening to show up at his house and beat his ass. And to put this in your mind. If you don't know me personally. I'm about. I'm 5 foot 9, 5 foot 10. Somewhere between 5 foot 9 and 5 foot 10. And at that point. I was about 175 pounds. We're not going to say what the fuck I am right now. Because mind your business. But let's just be clear on the fact that I ain't skinny no more. Also. I'm from St. Louis, and I may be a nerd, but beating somebody's ass is not foreign to me. I am the friend that handles things. I'm the friend that people call on when they need things handled one way or another. Sometimes that means I need to choose violence this day. 
So at two o'clock in the fucking morning, I'm getting my, my phone is getting blown up with text messages, which I didn't give a shit about. Newsflash to everybody that texts me in the night. I don't hear that fucking notification. I don't give a fuck how many times you text me. I'm not going to hear that shit. Even if I do hear that shit, I'm going to purposely ignore it. It's a text message. So eventually he calls me. I need you. I look at the, the, the clock and I'm like, it's two in the fucking morning. What could you possibly need me for? These is booty call hours. Is this what this is? Because I'm actually sleepy. So I'm going to go back to sleep. No. One of his hoes don't threaten him, you know, come to his house and beat his ass. And he's like, I don't know if I can handle this on my own. Now, understand, when you wake me up out of my good sleep, I'm going to say some ignorant shit. So my response to him was, I'm going to get up and I'm going to put on these sweatpants and this wife beater and these tennis shoes real quick. And I'm going to come over here and I'm going to handle your shit. But after I beat their ass, I'm going to beat your ass for waking me up with this bullshit. So as I... Hang up, and I get ready to go get dressed. He calls me back. He's like, you know what? Never mind. I think I'm all right. Okay. Let this be a lesson to people. Don't fucking call me at 2 o'clock in the goddamn morning on some bullshit that if I know you, I know you're the one that actually started. And let me be clear. He's a Chicago dude. So he's one of those that has a lot of fucking mouth. Talks mad shit all fucking day long because he's from Chicago, which don't mean shit to me from St. Louis. And it, I don't give a fuck where somebody's from. All, these hands are equal opportunity and don't discriminate based on race, sexuality, creed, hometown, none of that shit, okay? So I realized, and then I had, by this point, I'd already been on the receiving end of one of his little drunk tirades and cussed him the fuck out over it, right? So I know this what this was. He was drunk. He's talking to whichever hoe he was dealing with. And he said some shit that they didn't like, and they decided to show him that they was about their life, and he wasn't. Apparently, they never came up to his house, or he resolved it, whatever. So, this was first indication of fuckboy. Then, I get a job, and I get him on at this job, but he has to start a few weeks after me. By the time he starts, I'm already on the floor. This is a call center gig. It's hell on earth. Now, by this point, again, we're, like, we're pretty tight at this point. We've known each other for several months at this point. I trust him enough where I would occasionally let him drive my car to do something important, i.e. I let him drive it to go see his grandmother downtown. I let him drive it because um, at this point, he was losing his house. He could no longer afford his house because he was not working. And he wasn't going to start working, or when he started working, he wasn't going to be able to pay back the back rent that he already owed. So he asked, could he stay with me for a few months? Fine, dandy, whatever. Just a few months. And I told him, I said, this has to be temporary because you know I'm trying to adopt kids and no one that's an adult can be in my living in my house that is not adopting a damn kid with me. And we ain't together, so you can't stay here long. Okay, so he gets on at the job. The fuckboy tendencies begin again. Now, everyone at the job thinks that we're together. Everyone thinks that we are an item like because he'll have my car, like I'll let him drop me off in the morning because I would work um, or I would drop him off at work in the morning and then I would come back because I didn't have to be there until 11. And then he would, you know, I would let him drive it home and tell him, don't go no damn where because you ain't got no money for no goddamn gas in my car. Just go home and come get me. Um, so now eventually I lost this job. 
because fuck that job, okay? <laughs> Let's just be abundantly clear. Fuck that damn job. I had another job in two days. Wasn't a problem. This is very rarely a problem for me. Um, he was still working there for a little while. But the um, rumors kept flirting, floating back to me before I left the job. So I was approached and asked by my trainer who trained him too, like, hey, aren't you and Ricky a couple? Uh, no. Why? I was just saying, because I seen him talking to so-and-so down there. I don't give a fuck. As long as it ain't in my car, I don't give a shit. And by this point, you know, since he was working, I'd kind of reached a point where I was like, okay, no, because no need for you to, you know, drive my car every fucking day. Um, I would actually just leave on my break, drop him off at home, because I literally worked right behind my household, you know, right up the street from my house. So I would drop him off at the house and be like, all right, I'm going back because I don't want to wait on you. Um, so then, you know, I lost the job, and then he was still there. Cool. I already got another gig. I'm good, and I like the new gig better. How long after he loses, like, and I'm still being the nice one, so I'm going to go get him in the mornings. One morning, I go to go, I go to get him. As usual, I'm outside uh, of, um, cause this is right before he actually moved in with me. So, I go to get him. I'm not going to work today. Bro, you still in the probationary period. You can't call off. Find out whatever this show is. Some point after this, he moves in with me. Now, it's supposed to be a temporary event, like I said. But the fuckboy tendencies begin. Because now, now, mind you, we're in separate bedrooms. But he acts kind of couple Like he's demanding on my time. He's like, hey, can we hang out together? I want to spend some time with you. Until... He decide he want to go out and be a hoe. Then it's, oh, well, I'm going out tonight. Cool. That, that, that's fine. Come to a point where I'm being forced to switch units because they want to upgrade all the units in the complex. In order for them to upgrade my unit, I need to move into a new one. Fine. I knew this a month and a half in advance. I got the notice on my door, went and talked to them about, like, what the fuck? Are y'all trying to evict me? I ain't done shit. They're like, no, no, we, we, we just need you to move. Fine. I told him when we were moving. December the 31st of 2016, we had to move into the new unit. He knew this months in advance. I reminded him again and again and again. Come moving day, the night before, he out being a hoe. Morning comes, he ain't came home. Now again, we ain't together, so that ain't my problem. But my thing is, your shit gotta be moved too. Because it ain't but one name on this lease, by the way. So it's not like I can just leave his shit there. His name ain't on my damn lease because he ain't even supposed to be here. All right, fine, Danny. Cool. He don't show up. I got movers. We have to move all of his shit. All of his, all the shit gets moved into the house. Now, because I'm an asshole, we not setting up your bedroom, bro. I literally told him, take all of his shit and just throw it in a pile in the room. He can fix that shit when he get back. Mind you, as the new year comes in, I get a notification that one of my other friends has died suddenly, unexpectedly. Don't know fucking how at this point. Find out later, diabetic coma. Didn't know he had diabetes. But, you know, I've been with this dipshit, Ricky. I, I, you know, every little breakdown he don't had, every major loss he don't dealt with, or 
emotional breakdown he's had since he's moved in with me. I've been right there to help his ass. Can't get hold of him. Fine. He also didn't help move. Petty, petty side of me comes out, so he don't get a key to the house. Let's also put this in perspective. He didn't pay no bills. He was only supposed to be there for a couple months, and the agreement that I had with him was, while you're here, you get food stamps, put food in my house. That became another problem because fuckboy tendency again pops up. He gets the food stamps. You get $200 a month because the max that you could get in Missouri as a single man. But only about $100 of that is coming into my house for food. Come to fucking find out he's selling food stamps to support his alcohol habit because I moved all of my alcohol out of the kitchen into my room. And he already knew if you walk your ass in my room and drink my shit, I'm going to break the bottle across your head because you didn't buy shit. If you ask me and I feel like being nice, I'll give you some, but I reserve the right to tell him go fuck himself. And I started doing that because we started having problems. Again, I'm the one that works. I'm the one paying all the bills here. So that means rent and utilities all on me and any food that his little $100 a month ain't covering, I bought that shit. Right? So we're having problems with him. And his little temper and his drinking problem, he got mad because I wouldn't give him a key. He's like, well, I don't understand why I can't have a key to the house. I don't understand why the fuck you're still here. I don't understand why the fuck you can't pay a bill. I don't understand why the fuck you think you're entitled to have a key to my house, but you couldn't even be here to help move your shit into the house. Fuck you and the idea of you getting a key. We had it out when, you know, he finally started working again and he had stayed out all night and did not come home by the time that I had to go to work the next day. And he comes calling me. Well, I need to get in the house. You lock the door. Yes, I locked the door, motherfucker, because that's my damn house and most of the shit in it belongs to me. I'm not going to leave the fucking door unlocked for somebody to just randomly test my doorknob. I'm like, oh, well, let me go in here and rob this motherfucker blind. We got into it because I like to enjoy myself. And I'm sitting watching videos one night and I find things funny. So I laugh and he's been drinking and he's upset and long story short he almost got his ass beat that night because i was with the shits and he just forgot that he's not about this life despite what he may tell some people so the fuckboy tendencies continue because now i should also note that he has back problems some kind of sciatic nerve issue i understand this so the first job he got was with cvs had him on his feet because he's in the store not in the call center i said okay He's like, I can't, I don't think I can work this because his back is killing him. All right, I'll be reasonable on that one. Go ahead, but hurry up and find you another job. I helped him find the next one. Converges. Call center. This job ain't shit, but this is a job that you work when you can't get shit else and you work it until you find something better. Motherfucker couldn't even make it through training. And then didn't couldn't even tell me that he quit the damn job. In the midst of all this, I find by going through a phone that belongs to me, shit that he was doing when we were at the previous job together, and I find out the real reason he got fired from that job. And the reason that he actually got fired from that job is because he got caught fucking around with one of the queers in the bathroom, which, and the irony in this is, said queer only fucked with him to get back at me because they he didn't like me. He just didn't like me. And he, I, he thought he was winning the game. And I'm like, sweetie, anybody can get this moron. All you got to do is hand a dumb motherfucker a beer. You didn't exactly win a prize, sweetie, but okay. 
then, you know, he's quit that one. That's now we've hit my last draw. Now it's time for you to get the fuck out. You want to play the back and forth thing. You want you don't know whether you want to actually be with me or you want to just be friends. And he's flip-flopped several times. So there's been a couple of incidents that if I gave a shit would make me believe that there was something more than what there was. It, and it's ultimately me that had to put my foot down and say, you do realize I ain't fucking you, right? He questioned me on Valentine's Day about where I was going and why I was leaving him alone. And to be quite crass, my question to him was, well, will you be sucking my dick tonight? No. Oh, we, we're, we're still friends, right? We're just friends, so you not finna follow the instructions to the 3-6 Mafia song, then shut the fuck up worrying about where the fuck I'm finna be. I'm finna go find somebody that will. Now, I understand that was crass, but y'all know how I talk. And it is what it is. So, after all that back and forth, and then him not being able to keep a job, and then I'm like, you've been here a lot longer than the few months you're supposed to be here. You've been here a year and a half. Get the fuck out. At this point, my, you know, shit for my uh, adoption license was finalized. I had finished all the classes. I'm officially licensed. Get out. And no, I was not nice enough to give him notice. He went on a trip back home to Chicago, and I told him, when you get back, pack, have your shit packed and somewhere else for you to go. You got to get the fuck out of my house. By this point, by the way, in case you're feeling like, well, why, what, what, why were you so fed up? He's a raging alcoholic. At this point, there have been several times that I have had to either damn near fuck him up because of his mouth when he's drunk. I've had to save him from his one of his hoes that he talks reckless to when he's drunk, or he will get home and be so stumbling drunk he can't get through the door. And I've had to literally go out and lift his dumb little scrawny ass up and carry him into the house. I am fed up at this point because it's like having a child, but he's actually seven. Yeah, seven months older than me. I'm 34 now, so that makes him 34, about to be 35. His birthday's in March. No, sorry. And at this point, at that point in time, uh, this was years ago. So this was 2017. So I would have been 30, right at 30. By this point, we should have our shit together, sir. Get out. When he got back, he thought I was playing. I was like, um, so when he came back home, I was like, pack your shit. What? Pack your shit. Get out. Time to go, sir. Your fuckboy tendencies are on my fucking nerves. In addition to that, I'm petty. I went and fucked two different people that he had sights on one person I was fucking before he was dumbass. The second person I specifically went and fucked just because he wanted him and couldn't get him. Is this petty? Yes. Do I care? No. This was my fuckboy behavior. But his fuckboy behavior was all the bullshit. All the gaslighting, all the, you know, playing on sympathies, all the, you know, emotional shit. I don't have time for this anymore. At this at that point I'm hardened to him because I'm just like, I'm actually starting to hate you. Get out. 
You're not contributing to the house. Every fucking month that I come and ask you to go buy some damn food, it's a, well, let me see how much I got. And that was another one of the breaking straws. It was him quitting the damn job and then your food stamps ain't coming into my house. So what the fuck good are you? You're just um, an additional mouth that's not a kid in my house that I don't need. And we'd had a couple of other things, like when I had gatherings at the house, um, you know, with my friends, and they want to involve him, and he wants to go hide away in his room and be all antisocial, which that's your prerogative. But then you get mad afterwards, um, and he's jealous. He was insanely jealous of my best friend. Anytime that I went to go hang out with her, it was a problem, but he never wanted to do anything. I'm like, if I look up and I say, hey, I'm going to the movies today, do you want to go? Bring your ass. Stuff like that. So, after this, I put him the fuck out, took him to the daddy's house. What happened to him after that? I didn't actually give a shit, but he stayed in contact for whatever reason. He thought this was okay. Fine. If you still want to maintain this whole friendship far, it's fine. As long as you're not in my house, you're not affecting me anymore. So, he moves back to Chicago. I didn't hear from him for a couple months. When I finally hear from him again, he's back home. All right, problems. First off, every motherfucker that he meets knows my name in Chicago. Let me tell y'all, sweetie, I don't go to Chicago. I've been to Chicago three times in my life. Yeah, three. Three times in my entire fucking life. I don't know nobody in Chicago that resides in Chicago. I know people from Chicago. I don't know anybody that still resides there. But my name is in the streets in, in Chicago. My actual name. Not even the moniker y'all know me as. No. It is my literal government name, Brandon, is floating around up there. Motherfuckers know me by name and face. And I'm like, why is my name in the streets of Chicago? It's him. Because everybody he gets involved with, he tells about me. And he actually speaks so well of me that every single one of them become jealous of me. And they get into arguments, and then he'll come back and tell me, he's like, you know, I got a boyfriend now, which I'm like, oh, that's cool, that's nice, who is this one, what's he like, oh, is he treating you well, blah, 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 you know, I am a decent friend, he just need to get the fuck out of my house. And every time he would tell me, he's like, they really don't want me talking to you. Why? I don't know. They they think there's something going on between us. I said, well, can you, would you like me to talk to them and tell them? I don't want you. Ain't shit going on between the two of us. I don't want you. Who told, who told them that I want you? It's not that he told them that I want him. It's that the way that he describes me sounds like we're together or it sounds like he's in love with me. And maybe that I have something for him because I'm nice enough to do shit for him, but I'm like, tell your hoes I'm not a threat. I don't want your ass. You up there in Chicago, at that point I'm here in St. Louis, and I don't want you. But then we have one final blow up. And lo and behold, it's over a text message, and it's because he's drunk. And let me just go ahead and say this. I always know when he's drunk. I always know when he's drunk. Even through a text message, because his text messages start to make a little less sense, and it takes me a while to figure out what the fuck he's saying. But he all he's either super horny, super affectionate, or he's super angry. There's no fucking in-between. He doesn't know how to just be chill as a drunk. So having gotten drunk with him several times or having had him drunk around me several times, the most often, you know, more often 
feeling from him is he wants to cuddle, which I used to be okay with. And then I reached a point of touch me again and I'll stab you in your eye. Or he's horny, been down that road too. Then I again reached the point of touch me and I will cut it off. Or actually there's four. He's weepy because he's emotional and he's depressed or whatever the fuck or it's Mother's Day and his mom's gone or whatever fucking dumb shit. I don't know. He just feels the need to cry the whole damn time. Or he's angry. This particular time, he got angry over bullshit. And it's such bullshit because it was this. We're having a conversation. He's telling me about something going on. And it's a text message. Anyone that texts me, himself included, knows that if you're starting to tell me something or you tell me something in a text message, but you're not really descriptive and it's a sensitive topic, I'll say, okay, dot, 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 which means either change the fucking subject or elaborate. Well, he took it to mean I had an attitude and he said something about it, so I cussed him the fuck out. He's like, you see, you always got something sarcastic to say. And I'm like, bitch, that wasn't sarcastic. But now I'm going to be offensive. So the end result of this was after I cussed him clean the fuck out and told him everything that was wrong with himself in a text message, I was done with the conversation. We haven't talked ever since that conversation two and a half years until now okay so last weekend matter of fact it wasn't even last weekend last friday which was the 12th november 12th 2021 obviously um i get a random text message and the text message just says what's up but it's a number that's not saved to my phone first secondly I don't, I don't recognize this number or even the area code. Let me say, start off uh, this part by saying this. He always had a Chicago number, but it was a 770 area code number. So I know that area code as being Chicago and would have known to fucking ignore it. Because I should also say that after our previous conversation, where I cussed him clean the fuck out for being a sensitive little bitch, I blocked him. I blocked him and I blocked my ex because I was at I reached a breaking point mentally and spiritually where I said, you know what? Any one of these toxic motherfuckers that really don't mean me well or don't bring any joy into my life got to go. So I blocked them. Problem. I switched phones. I have now switched phones twice. I forgot to reblock him. Not that it would have affected me in any way in this situation. So the number that that texted me started with 708. So I immediately text back, who is this? But then I go and Google the area code, and it says Chicago Heights. I'm like, ah, shit. Ain't but one motherfucker I know in Chicago or Chicago Heights or that general area that would be that would have my number and be texting me. Of course, he answers me. Uh, you don't remember your old roommate? You mean my old house guest, Ricky? See... And for those of y'all that think I'm being childish on this one, let me explain something. A roommate pays fucking bills. 
a roommate pays half on everything as a matter of fucking fact. He paid nothing. The only thing he did was supply food stamps for groceries that he didn't even use the full extent of to put groceries into my house. I will give him this little bit of positive recognition. He could cook when he decided he was sober enough and not in too much pain to do so. Because one time he was too fucking drunk and went in my damn kitchen and cooked. And I don't know what the fuck it was supposed to be, but I threw it the fuck out. And, you know, other times it's, oh, my back hurts too much. I I wanted to get up and cook for you. And I'm like, okay, well, boohoo, motherfucker, because I've been at work all goddamn day. And I have to come home and deal with your shit. So find something to do with yourself. But he texts me and he elaborates on who it is. And I'm like, oh, lovely. Now, one would think based on this cold ass reception that he got, he would leave me the fuck alone. But apparently this dumb motherfucker is a, a glutton for punishment. So. He says, can I call you? Which is a good question, honestly, to ask me in a text message because we, by now we should know I have a boundary, a firm boundary that says everyone must text me before they call me now. And also, it was a Friday. I should have been at work. I wasn't. I called the fuck off. But I was supposed to be. So, he calls. Takes me a little while to figure out because it's been two and a half years. At this point... I, you know, when I stopped talking to him, I was dealing with my youngest child, which is why I spazzed out on him the way that I did when he spazzed out on me first, because I'm like, I'm dealing with raising children with traumatic issues. And my youngest child at that point was really acting out like I'm dealing with his birth parents and all that bullshit that came with it. And you want to come at me because of you misunderstanding because you're drunk. Fuck you. So I've dealt with a lot in that time. And, you know, he asks, well, the first thing he says, he's like, I missed you. That's nice. Oh, you're not going to say it back? Did you want me to lie? I'm not the friend that's going to really lie to you. So, no. And he's like, well, I've been searching for you for a while. You ain't been searching for me that long, motherfucker. My phone number been the same since 2014. And he was only blocked for about the span of six fucking months where I, you know, had that phone that I blocked him in. The block didn't carry over to the new phone, dumb shit. You weren't trying to reach me that fucking hard. He insists, he's like, well, I just couldn't find any way to get hold of you. I couldn't find you anywhere. I'm like, well, what did you do? He's like, well, obviously I switched phones and, you know, I had to go through one of my old phones to find your number this time. And I decided to try it today because I missed you. God, here we go with that. I missed you thing. It's it's like you're that annoying, toxic ass ex, except I really didn't get any dick out of this. So what the fuck is the point? So conversation is basically, well... You know, I went back home to St. Louis or well, no, I went back to St. Louis because my grandma and my aunt passed. And, you know, while I was there, it got me to thinking about you and the time you know, that I spent living with you and, you know, how I missed our conversations and blah, 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 blah. Sir, the propensity for fucks that I don't give is infinitely growing. 
what is the point? Why now, after all this time? You're grieving. Oh, see, and the last, the only person, I guess, that's been helping you or in any way there for you during your times of grief, I guess, has been me. So you want to come. No, sorry, fuck. I talked to him for a little while, and, and you know, he mentioned St. Louis, and he's like, I think I'm going to move back. I said, why? Well, I don't feel like there's much for me here, so I'm thinking I'll move back there. I said, huh, well, have fun with that, because I ain't there. What you mean? Bitch, I've been in Phoenix for over a year. Had you kept in touch with me, or had you not pissed me the fuck off two and a half years ago, you would have already known that, but you knew two and a half years ago that I was planning this move. Because I've been planning this for a while. The only thing that held me in St. Louis as long as I was, was the situation with my children. I was literally waiting for some of that to try to resolve itself before I left to come here. Now, herein, he has to get his first cussing out, too. Not because he's texting me out the blue. I'm not that childish. Nah. He gets upset by the way that I talk, which he knows the way I talk. I tend to, you know, switch from proper to a little bit hood to country as fuck. But if I'm not pissed off, I'm generally just a little bit country, right? So terms like honey and sweetie will come out of my mouth because that's how my family in North Carolina talks. So that's how I talk. And he knows this. So if I call someone sweetie, it depends on the tone in which I say, sweetie, whether or not you should actually be offended. I didn't say it in an offensive way. It wasn't being, me being condescending to the fact that you were stupid. I simply, in order to get his attention when he didn't answer a question, said, sweetie, I was talking to you. He decided to get offended by the word sweetie again. And I should also point out, I cussed him out about three and a half years ago for my use of that word because he got offended by it then. And I basically told him, well, here's your options. If you deal with the random name that comes out of my mouth, honey, sweetie, whatever the fuck I decide to say in the course of conversation, or instead of that, your name becomes nigga or dumbass or dipshit or dumb fuck. Pick one, asshole. He forgot that conversation. So we had to rehab that conversation. Because he got all offended talking about his name ain't Sweetie. And I'm like, I don't give a flying fuck what your name is at this point. Because it's about to be dumbass. This is a conversation. I, it's not the first time I've had this with another guy. But it's the only time I've had to have it more than once. Was this really the hill that you wanted to die on? Dumbass. So then the conversation turns to, well, he's finally gotten his own place. Oh, gee, it only took you two and a half fucking years after the last time I talked to you to finally get an apartment of your own. Congratulations, you at 34, almost 35 years old. You finally figured out how to get a place of your own again. Dumbass. So, he's like, he's working or whatever, and I'm like, oh, great, congrats. Would you like a cookie for the fact that you were doing basic adult responsibilities? But I'm not going to be too rude. At this point, I've already just cussed him the fuck out over the word, sweetie. And then we get all the sappy, oh, it's nice to see you, and or nice to hear from you, and I'm glad you would talk to me now, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I was hoping this was going to be the end of the conversation, because he was drunk. As usual, which is a normal thing with him. 
But one would think in two and a half years, he might have done a little bit of growth. Apparently, not at all. Well, no, he keeps texting me. So then it was the other day, I need a vacation and I want to come down there and see you. For fucking what? So now here's where my petty side comes back out again, because I'm like, for what reason do we need to see each other in person again? You needing a vacation has fuck all to do with me, sir. You talking about you want to come down here and I show you around and all that shit and make you some food. And he made the mistake of phrasing this shit the wrong way. And I am a child sometimes. So he said, first he said, you know, I want you to make me some Rotel. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. He's like, well, I'm sure if I come down there, you're going to be willing to feed me something. So the ch- most childish part of my brain kicks in and says, well, I could give you something that would kind of be in relation to corn on the cob that you should be slobbing on. If you didn't get that reference, you clearly don't know who 3-6 Mafia is. Clearly, that was a reference to their song Slob on my knob. And that's basically what I'm saying. That's what I'm going to feed you. Dick. Now, this is the purely petty and childish side of me because I don't even want him. I don't talk to him. I don't actually think he'll actually come down here. I feel like this is an attempt to gaslight, but he's assuming that I care. He's assuming that I really need him to be in my presence. He's assuming that I actually expect him to come down here. No, I don't. And I don't give a flying fuck if you do. And if you do, you should probably plan on getting a hotel room because you ain't staying here. Although if you did, well, I'm going to fucking block you because I'm going to revert back to my fuckboy tendencies for that one fucking weekend. I'm going to fuck your brains out that entire weekend and then I'm going to send you back home. By the way, I should should have mentioned that my family probably should not be listening to this, but eh, you already made it this far. So that fuckery is continuing. But he actually thinks that I'm falling for this shit. Sir, I don't give a fuck what you do. We don't have, he don't have discussions about the fact that he wants to leave Chicago. And, you know, I said he wanted to go back to St. Louis, but that was because he thought I was there. Now it's just, I need to get away from here. You need not bring your ass to Phoenix. You won't survive here because I ain't helping you with shit. You can't live here. You can't stay here temporarily. You can't even spend a night in my house if you were to try to move here. No, sir. You would have to do what I did. But see, the difference is I had somebody to stay with when I got here for the two weeks that it took me to move into my apartment. You won't have to do better. You won't have to have a job lined up because I had a job. But you're going to have to have a job lined up and you're going to have to have your own place. And you're also going to have to, you know, understand the art of leaving me the fuck alone. Because don't get me wrong, I can revert back to this fuck boy for a weekend but I got to snap back to where I am currently, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally after I'm done. That's just to say that I did it and to prove a fucking point. I can do what you do and I can do it better. And again, that's a petty part of me. But I'm the supreme overlord of petty and I don't care. Like, I don't know what the fuck he wants, but here's the thing ultimately. 
he thinks he can, you know, get by on his usual fuckboy ways because he's pretty. And this is the problem that ultimately I've had with him the entire time we've known each other. He tries to skate by off the fact that he is legitimately pretty. He's nice to look at. He can only skate by on his looks. And that's not to say he's actually unintelligent because we can have intelligent conversations about a multitude of different things when he's fucking sober. But he's been unwilling to address whatever issues are, are with him deep down. And part of this also is going to stem into the other fuckboy behavior that I'm going to discuss on this show. He still thinks that it's not obvious that he's gay. And the funny part for me is without telling my friends that have come around him who he was or that we talk, they instantly knew who the fuck he was and that we talked and that he was queer. I didn't have to be said. Even my hetero friends looked at him and was like, okay, well, that is this the new one? Not to me. The fuck? So... And we'd had a talk in one of the times where he was drunk, where he admitted, no, actually, he was sober, he was sober at the time, and he actually admitted to me that he can't have sex sober. Now, that's some deep embedded issues there, because he queers the day is long. Like, obviously so. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way in any way, shape, or form. I'm queer too, obviously. But between the two of us, he's the more obvious one. It just, something about him screams gay, right? The problem is, and this isn't necessarily fuckboy related, this is internalized homophobia. Where... He can only, at that point at least, I don't know if this has changed and I don't care. I didn't ask. I don't want to know about his sex life at this point. I didn't want to know about it then, to be honest. But being at that point where you can't have sex sober for whatever reason, and I'm sure there's some religious issues with it and, and maybe some other trauma that I've not been formed, informed of and I don't care. But that's something you're supposed to work out. Like, you need to go to therapy or something. Because your internalized homophobia is a little bit too prevalent. And it comes out in the way of, you know, seeing femininity in little pet names like Honey or Sweetie, little things like that. Like, you got he got irrationally angry. And I am all about balance. So I got irrationally angry back. And, you know... He need to work on that. So it's like he thinks he's in a closet, but he's not. So let's address this other bit of fuckboy bullshit. Because now, to wrap up this story, actually, first, uh, ain't nothing gonna happen from this. Eventually, I'm gonna get annoyed and block him again. He's not going to come visit me. Because he can't afford to. And Fuck you. If I'm going to pay for anybody's flights, it's going to be mine or my kids. It's damn sure not going to be him because what do I get out of it? Lackluster sex at best? Nah, I'm good, bro. 
But let's talk about this other bit of fuckery that I've gotten a little tired of dealing with because I got more stories. The DL ones approaching me in my various inboxes. And I do mean various because I get approached on Facebook. I get approached on Twitter. I get approached on Instagram. And then in addition to that, Facebook dating, uh, A for A, jacked, whatever the fuck else I have now. Which I deleted Grinder for a very particular reason, I, honestly. Um, and we can talk about that too. Um, real quick, you know, because somebody asked, well, why do you have the other ones and not that one? Because Grinder really seems to be more for the white guys. It's not what it was intended. It was not intended to be so discriminatory, but it is. The you know the white guys tend to gear more towards grinder and a little bit towards A for A too, which is why I'm very very rarely on that one. The black and, and people of color tend to use jacked more, and white queers, white boys. I got I got something to say to y'all too. Can y'all stop approaching me with such a sense of entitlement? Can you stop approaching? people of color, like we should be privileged to talk to you or for you to be interested in us. I'm not, I don't feel particularly privileged. I feel like you're fetishizing me and then you get angry when I won't allow you to do so. Then y'all have smart mouth ass shit to say. Some of y'all are just passive aggressive because you don't have any balls and that's fine. You can be passive aggressive as I can be passive aggressive too. But some of y'all are downright just attacking because you got refused and you'll do things like attack our appearance and buddy if you're going to attack my appearance you might want to make sure that you rocking a fucking six-pack and you like goddamn Channing Tatum in this bitch just saying so I deleted grinder but I have all these other ones so I get approached but my problem has become you DL types now for those that or have been living under a rock since the fucking 90s. DL means down low. This refers to the men who will not outwardly admit that they are gay or bisexual or pansexual or whatever, some variation of queer, and basically walk through their life pretending that they're hetero, even going as far as to marry women, have children, so on and so forth, when in reality they want some dick. Now, you may ask me, well... If you if you just slow about it, you may ask me, well, what's your problem with the DL folks? I walk in my truth. I am 34 years old. I am a father of four. I and I have an example to set for my children, and that that example will always be that their father lived, or father figure, whatever you want to call me, lived in his truth. And was unapologetically himself. Whatever else they can say about me. They might say I'm a little mean. They might say I'm a little strict. They might say, you know, I handle some shit the wrong way. No parent is perfect. But what they will not say is that they had a father who was too goddamn scared to be himself. No, sir. So, what the fuck do I look like being willing to live in my authentic truth, but being content with being some other dude's little secret little secret rendezvous at night when my kids are asleep 
or you know they can get away from the wife the baby mama the girlfriend whatever fuck you want to call them what the fuck do i look like being introduced as the homeboy who happens to come with three four kids with him and counting because they're going to be more i'm the homeboy and please understand i understand that particular lingo because i have been introduced that way before by somebody that was stuck in the closet and in denial i'm not your homeboy and i refuse to be introduced as such if we are together we got to be together openly and i don't want to hear that shit about well what about if their job if your job has a fucking problem with it you need to find a new line of work we are at the point where we can legally get you know same-sex couples can get married I can be carried uh, you can be carried on my insurance not be carried on yours like I- I'm not willing to in any way shape or form put myself back in the closet just to have somebody that I can call my own that's not really my own because even if they're not married even if they don't have a mama you're still projecting to the world that you're this heterosexual person and it's not who you are I'm not okay with this but without a doubt they always slide in my inbox I get a variety of things in my inbox. And let me tell you the variations of fuckboys that I get. I either get the old-ass men that are old enough to be my father. And back when I was in St. Louis, the problem would be that these motherfuckers were probably friends with my father. Or knew him in some way, shape, or form. And it's gross because I guarantee you, if you know my father, you know damn well I'm the spitting image of him. So therefore, if you knew my father, you probably had a crush on him first. And since my father is heterosexual, you figure you'd get the next best thing with his son and you're gross and disgusting and she get the fuck out of my face. But even here in Phoenix, I just get the ones that are, you're old enough literally to be my daddy. I'm 34 and I'm getting 55 50 and up men. Everybody need love? But I don't need it from you, okay? I want someone closer to my own age. And I want somebody who I'm worrying that you're going to fucking die in the next year or two. And don't get me wrong. The idea of a sugar daddy sounds appealing. As long as he don't want no sugar. But I get these messages. From those type of men. Or more often, the DL men. Let me tell you something about these DL men on these apps. They've gotten a little wary of Facebook dating because they're too stupid to manage their settings so that it only shows them men and only shows men to them. Fucking idiots. It's very simple. And also, if you got a baby mama, very easy to get caught up if she looks at your Facebook and she sees the dating app option there. But, um, on Jacked and Grinder and Adam for Adam and whatever other apps there may be, the so called DL types come in a variety. The most frequent one is the faceless profile. They refuse to put a picture up. And they so DL that the only way they'll even send you a picture is because on, and you can do this on Jack. I don't remember if you can do this on Grinder, and I know you can't do it on A for A. They will send you a timed picture, meaning you have a limited amount of time to click on the picture and see it. And after you click on it the first time and see it, you can't see it again and jack removed the ability to screenshot so after that one time and if you accidentally click it and then you click off of it and you didn't see it you're fucked you can't see the picture no more they got to resend it 
and I can divide these even further because there are the ones that send the time picture of their face, which kudos, you actually find that you, you were smart enough to send me a face, but the majority of them ain't even that goddamn smart. They send us a dick pic. Maybe an ass pic if they're a bottom. But not their face. And I'm like, assuming that I was willing to give in to hookup culture right now, I do need to see what I'm dealing with facially before I come to see you. Because if I get there thinking that you had to be attracted because you had this banging ass body and you have an ugly ass face, I'm still going to turn around and walk you out. And now you're going to be disrespected. And when you say something to the ones that only send you the dick pic or the feet pic, because apparently that's a thing. I don't have a foot fetish, guys. Please stop sending me feet pics. I don't give, I don't give that much of a fuck of what your feet look like, because I'm not going to touch them. Like, I'd prefer they not be hideously crusty and gross, but I'm not going to touch them. I, I, I'm not going to rub them. They're not coming anywhere near my mouth. So... Stop sending me feet pics. I don't fucking want to see your feet. I want to see your face. You can show me the rest of your body if you feel like it, but I really just want to see your face. Because that's the, 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 you know, that's the deal breaker for me. But these types always say, well, you know, if they, you know, sent the dick pic or the feet pic or whatever, and you're like, dude, I need to see your face. They generally will respond back with, you know, every now and then you'll get one, they'll be like, oh, my bad, and we'll send you a face pic. Most of them, however, will say, hey, I'm DL. You know, I don't want nobody knowing what I do. It need to be just between me and you. First fucking of all, I ain't from here. I don't even know anybody here. Second fucking of all, even if I did, I'm not the type that talks about my conquest to everybody in the gay community. I don't have a whole lot of gay male friends. I have a lot of bisexual female friends, but not a whole lot of gay male friends. I don't tend to get along with gay men. Sorry, just the fact of life. Um, the cattiness gets on my nerve. So, I'm not trying to spread your shit around. And you already know, if you're talking to me on Jack, I can't screenshot your shit. I got a way around it if I really want to. But, you know, actual screenshotting from the same device, I cannot do. Therefore, I ask to see your face. Before I continue this conversation and decide what I might be willing to do with you, I'm going to need to see what kind of damage I'm looking at. They have every excuse in the world. And then I, I have a bit of knowledge to pass to those particular types. Sweetie, if you are on any single solitary gay app, you can call yourself DL all you want to. But if you fucked anybody on any one of those apps, you're not, you're not DL anymore. And 90% of y'all, 95% of y'all weren't really DL anyway, anywhere other than your head. I got news for y'all. Most of the time, everybody around you already know what you are. they just been waiting on your ass to come out of the closet or they're willfully ignoring it. You may ask yourself, well, how do you figure that? First off, do you not know Queer's Talk? If you've been running through bottoms like the fucking Tomb Raider, or you've been running through tops like the fucking Tomb Raider, whatever, if you've been stacking up your body count in the gay community, boo-boo, you ain't DL no more. Go ahead and hang that shit up. You can't be fired legally for being queer. Most areas. There might be a few states that's an exception, but I, th I think that's generally a federal thing. Somebody quote me if I'm wrong. But either way, if you own this damn app, 
any one of these gay apps, you ain't DL no more. You're playing into that fantasy that some of the queers have. And here's the other thing that I get. Both the DL ones and sometimes the outright flamboyantly, flamingly fucking gay ones will ask, well, you straight acting or you straight passing? Do people know that you? Why does it matter? We are all men that fuck men. So if your goal is to fuck me, then how about you just get on with that instead of asking me all these personal ass fucking questions that don't make no goddamn sense or make any difference? This comes from this delusion that the gay community have, this weird ass fantasy that they have of seducing straight men. Fuckboy tendency number, uh, another one. Comment that with number, Matt. And number these shits. So, the fantasy of seducing the straight guy. LGBT community, let me tell you all something. I don't know who the fuck told y'all that it is possible to turn a heterosexual into a homosexual. That is not possible. If they were heterosexual identifying normally and then eventually they dip into the other side, guess what? They were bi-curious at least. And at this point, they are probably bisexual. Bisexual is fairly fucking common among us. A lot more common than y'all make it out to be, yet those on the L and the G side love to make it seem like they're the only fucking ones that matter. Other fuckboy behavior, by the way. So, point being, y'all didn't seduce, y'all didn't, you, there's no such thing as turning a straight person out. That tendency has to already be there for them to be attracted to you. You are not, none of you, none of us are so fucking mystically wonderful and attractive and alluring that we can get a motherfucker that has only ever wanted pussy all throughout their life to suddenly want some dick. That is not how that works. That is a fantasy. That is a fantasy that is fueled even more so by porn because it was a fantasy that allowed that genre of porn to be created but now the fucking that genre of porn is so prevalent the seducing the straight guy and the gay for pay bullshit that y'all actually think that's legit and let me go ahead and also say this um on the subject of gay for pay it has the word gay in the title should be an indicator of what you actually are and i don't know and out of all the hetero family members and friends that I have around me, I don't know not now one of the hetero men that you could tell, well, I will pay you $500 to let me jack off and bust on your asshole. And they actually go for it. Some part of you to allow another man to do that to you must be queer. Need y'all to accept this shit. Claim your letter and shut the fuck up. Even if you don't claim it publicly, claim your fucking letter and shut up. That fantasy that y'all queers have, because I looked at a video that's older. It came out earlier this year. Very popular TikToker, YouTuber, whatever the fuck he is. He's queer. And in this video, he's sitting down with B. Simone, and he's talking about the fact that he doesn't want a man that anybody else has ever had. He wants a man that has only ever had women, and then he is the only man that this man ever looked at. That is a fantasy, and it is predatory-ass behavior, by the way. That goes beyond fuckboy. That's predatory. 
because you don't care how many different people. And in the story, he mentions that he well, he can go out with her to straight clubs or whatever. And they, you know, the girls talk about this guy and he'll be like, oh, well, I had him too. And he says it kind of flippantly, which, yes, that does happen to us, by the way. That's not the point problem here. The problem is that's the only type he wants. What he literally wants, he said he he will never be in a relationship with an openly gay man, a man that has been known to be with any other man, a man that has had any other men. The problem with that is that is a fantasy that will never happen. And he's sitting around fucking lonely and miserable and wondering why. Because you have this delusion in your head that you can actually find a completely heterosexual man and make him want your clearly male ass. No. This is something that the community does need to wake up to. That is a fantasy. And leave that fantasy in the porn world, sweetie. But in real life, you're not going to get a completely hetero man to all of a sudden want to fuck you. A completely and utterly safe and secure in his complete sexuality as a heterosexual man is not going to want to fuck your gay ass, you dumbass. That is some toxic ass behavior right there that is that is fuckboy behavior and beyond. But so many of y'all kind of have that idea. Y'all love that idea. And then y'all don't realize part of what comes in with this hyper-masculine idea. And y'all equate that shit with masculinity, by the way. Straight equals masculine. Gay equals feminine when that is not right. I know some feminine-ass straight men and I know some masculine-ass gay men. We all run the gamut. It's a fucking rainbow for a reason, bro. But y'all sit around and y'all want that fantasy. And there was a, another video that floated around for a while. And this was abuse. It was of a toxically masculine man with another man that was physically abusing him. And there's a bunch of y'all that went in the comments when it circulated the last time talking about some this kind of relationship you want. Oh, so you think masculinity means getting your ass beat. You also think that that's okay between us. Because we're of the same sex, it's okay for us to have domestic violence. No, domestic violence is domestic violence. If you're with someone on a romantic level, you should not be wanting to fight them. Not legitimately. And I, and for somebody that's piping up in the back that's saying something about women need to learn the lesson too, I, I'm not talking about the heteros today. We're talking about the queers. We, we can focus on the heteros another time. But that's fuckboy and toxic-ass behavior too where you thought that that's what... And he was yelling at him, I guess because his boyfriend had to answer the phone or wasn't answering him fast enough, and he was basically accusing him of cheating. Newsflash, sweetie. That is That was a whole domestic violence situation caught on camera. The problem in our community is because it's man-on-man man or on the lesbian side, it's girl-on-girl, it very rarely gets reported. But our domestic violence rates are high as fuck, and some of y'all perpetuate this shit because y'all think that's what it... Yeah, I think it's what's supposed to be for some reason, and I don't know where the fuck y'all got it. I don't. I can't even fully blame that one on porn because porn is influenced by real life shit. So y'all are weird. All oh, fuck boy ass behavior that y'all need to get cut out because it's annoying. And then y'all come to me with it. So then there's the the obvious fuck boy behavior, uh, like that I get, obviously, even among the ones that are... Actually, let's, let's switch back to DL ones, because there's some other DL ones that, that pop up on here, too. And these are the ones 
your face out. But I read your profile and you're just like, I only fuck with DL or discreet dudes. Like, can't nobody know you gay. Can't nobody know that you got this app. Bruh, your face out. Your face all the way out. You're not even DL. First off, you weren't DL by the fact that you've been fucking around on this app anyway. But then your face out, like, you ain't even keeping the, the, the illusion that you DL. Like, I see everything on you. And another thing, which I'll DL motherfuckers too. Um, your body is very distinctive to somebody. If you call yourself being in the closet and you got a baby mama or a girlfriend or even a wife at home, and she happens to have a gay friend who has that app, who happens to find your ship, and you think, well, I'm safe if I just put my torso up, right? I guarantee you your broad knows every inch of your body and the way that it's fucking shaped and can identify you off your fucking torso. And that's assume, that's not even when you have tattoos. But then y'all do that shit and y'all have tattoos. Distinctive ass tattoos. Dumb fuck. Somebody's gonna recognize you. Where do y'all get off? Look, let's just end the DL culture, okay? Let's, let's just end that shit. Step your ass out the closet. And I realize that part of this comes from the bullshit that is people don't like to acknowledge that bisexual people exist. Already covered that topic. Keep up, folks. But... The other thing that I get commonly are the whores, the professional ones. They call themselves massage therapists or masseuses, whatever. But you understand when they're approaching you on this app, these are whores. These are whores that give you a massage that you might legitimately need, but they intend to give you a happy ending afterwards and you're paying for it. Bro, you're a prostitute. Let, let's just be real with this shit, Okay. <laughs> You can fancy it up. You can use whatever terms to cover it up that you want. But at the end of the day, these are these are whores. And this is not to be negative to sex workers, because by all means, do you. But could y'all please stop approaching me? Because it's weird that they approach us now. Like, it used to be when I first got into the, the gay sites and gay apps that the professionals, because they, like, Adam for Adam has a pro section that's for the massage therapist, the escorts, and so on and so forth. Which we all know is the horse section, the ones that you're going to have to pay for. It's fine. But they didn't used to approach you at all. They used to just log in so you could see they were online and you approached them. Well, now they go out of their way to approach you. And here's the thing with some of y'all, too. It makes it worse because some of y'all slide into that DL territory. Y'all got a faceless profile. And it's like three or four of them in Phoenix that keep waving at me on Jack or messaging me or whatever. And I'm like, bruh. All this free dick and ass on this here app, and you think I'm going to pay you for your... I don't give a fuck how fine you are. I got bills. If anything, I'd re- I I need to be becoming like a damn sex worker myself to cover all these damn bills and this high-ass cost of living in Phoenix. I'm not gonna, because it's just not my speed, but I'm just saying, I'm damn sure not going to pay you. Like, don't get me wrong. I need someone to to give me an actual massage on the regular to help with some of this damn pain. I need an actual massage, not a massage with a happy ending, okay? I don't need you to suck my dick. It's not what I'm going for, or fuck me, or let me fuck you. I don't even know that. I'd rather get that separate, okay? Like, and at this stage of my life, I'm I'm on a little bit of a higher level. I'm more interested in getting to know someone than smashing them. I have needs, but when I have those needs... I can solve them one way or another. I, I don't want the damn... I, I'm not paying a whore. <laughs> okay? Then, 
The other one, the fuckboys that get me. The couples. Now understand, understand this. I know that there's a thing, such thing as open relationships. And I understand that some of y'all that works for, but the amount of y'all that try to play like y'all are a couple is amusing. And also, it's some of y'all that are legitimate couples, but one of y'all likes to play on their own. I have a couple problems with this. First off, y'all's agreement was, per your page, your agreement says y'all only play together. I have been told on more than one occasion by couples that by a couple's page that will approach me and it's really only one of the two that's looking at me well what he don't know won't hurt him mm, yeah no i don't want to get caught up in your messy ass drama i don't really do three ways not really interested in trying one at this point and y'all have an agreement you can't even honor your agreement. See, I don't know what kind of negativity you're going to bring my way. I'm just going to need you to stay over there. Because ultimately, that's going to be some drama. Because eventually, what's done in the dark comes to light. Y'all's open relationship is your business. I personally can't get down with it. I don't want to be involved with someone that's in an open relationship because that just gets me... It just feels like a recipe for disaster. But it's so many of them that approach me, like, hey, well, we, and, and, you know, even when it's the couple together that, you know, they approach me and it's just like, mm, I'm gonna tell you once nicely, nah, that's not my thing, I'm cool. But I've had a few of them that will be like, oh, well, you know, we like friends too, so if you just want to come by, we can sit around and talk and have some drinks or whatever, nah, bruh, you know what the fuck you approach me on, and that's not what I'm on. And I've just told you that's not what I'm on. So why are you still bothering me? You have no idea how many times I get approached by this shit, too. Like, it's actually... It'd be amusing if it wasn't so damn sad. And then there are the ones that it's the single person on a profile that will tell you they're in a relationship and they will swear them down as an open relationship and that relationship is only open on one end. Mm-mm. I've been down that road before, too. I did that in my younger days. I, I've been caught up with some of that shit and and done had to put a hole in it, you know, a significant other in a place. I'm like, look here, you coming at me because your man's cheating. <laughs> I'm going to need you to go to him before I smack the shit out of both of you. Then I'm mean when I say that, but at the end of the day, like, yo, I, I'm not the one that's committed to you. And let's be real. You know, again, I say to each their own, if you want to do the open relationship thing, fine, but you need to understand what type of person you got into a relationship with. And if they got these fuckboy tendencies where they really like to play by themselves, they just like to play with multiple partners, but they're telling you you have an open relationship and y'all going to play together, but they're going to continue to play on their own. You got to decide if you want to put up with that one, but please understand, you know, for me, I don't want to be in between any of that shit. And... Then there's the other ones. There's one more bit of fuckboy behavior. Similar to the idiot that I was talking about earlier in the show, where you approach me on a friendly level. Please understand that if you tell me that you really are, you are only looking for friendship right now, I am only going to be your friend. You are stuck in a friend zone and you're not fucking getting out. Because you set that bar and now I'm like, okay, this is what you said you're on. So that's how I'm going to continue to treat you. 
problem comes in, I had one since I've been here. When I was in my first apartment. Meet, talking, having a little conversation, getting to know each other a little bit. And he's like, you know, you know, he asked the question, what are you looking for? First off, my answer to that question every time y'all ask me is, I'm not looking for anything. I respond to what comes my way, which means if you come to me on some fuck shit, that's how I'm going to respond to you. Now, does this mean I'm actually going to fuck you? No. I, no, especially now. I don't even give a shit anymore. But I'm going to respond to you in the, in the way in which you come to me every fucking time. So he said that to me. I said that to him, and he's like, well, to be honest, I just got a relationship. I'm really, really, I just want some friends here. Cool. I don't have no friends here outside of, you know, the friends I made before I got here, you know, which are basically family. Like, but I don't have any other just, you know, friends to hang out with here. So we've hung out a couple of times. But inevitably, I get that one message that says, well, I'm feeling a little horny right now. What the fuck are you telling me for, sir? Oh, well, I just thought, let me stop you right there. And let me stop anybody else that approaches me on that way. If you set up this thing between us as a friendship, that is all that I'm going to allow it to be. I don't want to cross that threshold. If you were thinking, well, start off as friends and see if anything grows, you need to say that in the beginning. But if you tell me in the beginning, all you are looking for is a friend, I, Nick, that's all the fuck you're getting out of me. You gonna, we going to be friends. We can be best of friends. Don't touch me. If you stay the night at my house, you're sleeping on the futon in the living room, my nigga. You, you are not sleeping with me. You're not touching me. You're not going to see me fresh out of the shower and be in my room and be in my face while I'm naked. No. Not to say that my friends and I have not seen each other naked. Almost all of us have seen some part of each other naked at least. But nah, that's not really an intentional thing. But so many will approach me on that. Well, I just, you know, I just want some friends. I'm new here or, you know, I really don't have any friends. And I just, I just really want a friend. That's all I want. Okay. Don't come to me three weeks later talking about some, you want some dick. Or you want some ass. Because I'm going to be like, well, that's with Jacked and Adam for Adam and Grinder and Scruffed and whatever the fuck else you got on your phone is for. So this particular individual, to give you the story, we bonded over the fact that we both had been foster parents. Um, he had a biological child. And, you know, we, we were able to have decent conversations. We had some similar answers. We had some similarities in our personality, but there's a bit of disingenuousness in his. Because, again, you said one thing, but now you come in on, uh, you know, a couple months down the road, you come in on another. And please be, let me be clear. I've given no sexual innuendos towards him. Every time he's come to my house to hang out, I have been fully dressed. You know, not nothing particularly revealing. You know, I if I showered, it was because, you know, it's the evening time. So when I came, you got off work, I went and took a shower. Nothing. And I didn't, you know, I didn't wear like a bunch of cologne. I didn't you know, use a strong body wash or shit like that. So there's nothing here to indicate that I would be open to fucking him. But this does not stop him from one day saying something to me about him being horny. And I'm just like, 
what are you telling me for? I'm not. And let's be real. I will tell you I'm not even if I am. Because I don't want to fuck you. But this particular dumbass thought he was going to finagle his way in here. And then, I guess maybe he thought it was easier for him to finagle his way in because he's a bottom. I don't give a fuck whether you're a bottom, top, versatile, verse, top, verse, bottom, or oral only. I don't want to fuck you. I don't want you to touch me in that way. Like, he wasn't particularly interested in see this other thing. Then we have to talk about the catfishes. Let's talk about the ones that, you know, they, they set up these damn profiles and it's just, you look at the picture and you're like, okay, you could be cute. And then when you get there in person, you realize, no, 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 no. The picture was just slightly blurry or something, or it was older. Because this, ain't no, and this will be one of those. He looked semi-cute on the pictures that were on his page. And I realized when he got here, them pictures is from 10, 15 years ago, bro. My pictures age fairly well because my face don't change. It just get a little bit fuller when I picked up weight, but I look the same. And the pictures that I use are recent pictures since I put on weight. And I don't take a whole lot of pictures, but I make sure that I have a picture that still looks like what I'm doing now. Not like I'm using one of my old pictures where I still had hair. You know, so there was no sexual chemistry here, but he tried to take it to that level and you being horny, sir, is not my problem. Now here we are you know, a couple months after that particular situation, and he'll every now and then glance at my page as if he, like, he wants me to speak. I'm not speaking first. I don't give a shit. I know who you are. He's not speaking to me because he didn't get what he wanted. That sounds like a you problem, sir. Next time, be upfront with your shit instead of being a fuckboy about it because you thought you was playing game. You thought you had game. You have none, sir. I had that peeps pretty early on. I was just waiting to see how long it would take for you to, you know, and, and when discussions have been had, you know, when I'm like, okay, eventually I'm going to do some traveling, but, you know, got to get funds right and all that shit. And you're like, oh, well, I like to drive. So, you know, you can come ride with me. First off, sir, I ain't riding nowhere. Nobody I don't know. For real, for real. Secondly, I ain't riding nowhere out of town and I ain't got no goddamn money of my own. Mm -mm. That's how motherfuckers try and rope you in. No, sir, you would not engage me in that fuckboy-ass behavior either of trying to get me somewhere to get something out of me when you know I don't have, you know, my funds weren't right for me to get here on my own. I'll wait until I can get there on my own. So, I think that wraps up our uh, stories for the day. I had to tell some of those because those were just kind of fresh in my mind. So, to wrap this all up, I got more, you know, episodes coming. I think Survivor Series is this weekend, so y'all can look forward to a fucking wrestling review this weekend because I'll actually watch this one since I don't have to pay to watch it. Um, in case you're wondering why I did not do one on AEW's Full Gear, first off, fuck it. Secondly, I'm not paying to watch it. Thirdly, didn't want to review it when I did not watch it. And didn't care one way or another what was happening. Not that I overly care about what's happening in Survivor Series. But again, it's free. It's not going to cost me any money to watch the shit. So I'll watch it. Um, 
I don't know what other subjects will come up in between now, then, and whenever the hell next time is I record solo, but we will see what happens. That being said, if y'all got some suggestions, go ahead and send those to me either on my social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Draco's Den, spelled the same way as the podcast, or on my website, dracosden.com, or leave me a voice message on Anchor, so that means you need to click to go to the Anchor version of the podcast and click the thing that says message to leave me a voice message. You can give me some feedback or a suggestion or just a clip that I can use in one of my shows. And that's pretty much it. Um, I hope everybody is staying safe and, you know, COVID-free. Hope y'all are wearing your mask, using your hand sanitizer, washing your hands. Um, and have made your choice on whether or not you're getting vaccinated because that is your personal decision and I'm not going to uh, rant at you about it. Until next time, talk to you guys later.